0: indiana runner podcast season four episode 24 taylor marshall and i come back and do the four boys semi-state previews let's hit it
1: what did we just become best friends yep do you want to go do karate in the garage yep
0: All right, Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall. Taylor, I'm a man that now owns three Reggie Miller jerseys. Oh, did you lose one today? Yes, as we mentioned on the Girls Semi-State Preview podcast, what we were doing this week, and I had told one of the boys on the team if he ran under a certain time, that I would give him one of my four Reggie Miller jerseys, and he
1: did run under that time. Wow. He uh, took it and put it on immediately. I'll bet he, so. he ran hard to earn it. So congratulations to him. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, I didn't, you didn't text me after, so I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it happened or not. So yep, we were in different areas. Definitely happened. Uh, okay.
0: We went over yesterday. Today is Wednesday of the semi-state week. We went over the girls uh, preview each semi-state one at a time. We're going to do the same thing here with the boys. Uh, Taylor, you made a mock state meet based on regional performances, but inserting absent runners uh, at Correct. their season average. So, for instance, one of the top five runners from Carmel, shout out, didn't run in the regional. You put him in at his average. Uh, one of the top- a lot of the
1: boys teams uh, either sat uh, – all the several of the top boys teams sat uh, multiple runners – um, so it just really wasn't going to be a very clear projection uh, without them. So I think on the girl side, we we saw maybe one or two across the board, but really on the boys HSC side, didn't uh, run theirs, but yeah, yeah, HSC didn't, and that was the big notable. But on the on the boys, and they didn't do that for the boys either, by the way. Um, but you know, it was uh, a, a lot more prevalent on the on the boys side. So we threw them in, like you said, at their season rating.
0: So one one of the projected scores from Carmel didn't run. He put them in. One of the, the number one runner from Columbus North didn't run. You put them in. And then none of the runners from Center Grove ran. You put them all in. And that spit out this. Carmel, 43. Zionsville, 111. Center Grove, 129. Noblesville, 153. Columbus North, 159. For Buff, 214. Northridge, 286. Franklin Central, 302. Fishers, 310. Hamilton Southeastern, 322. I also did one today just to see, just out of interest, what would the scores have been if this were the state meet? Okay. Using INCC stats adjusted rating. So I didn't insert anybody in. Okay. So no Charlie Ledkey, no Clayton Guthrie, no anybody from Center Grove. Cool. Okay. Carmel 67, Zionsville 92, Noblesville 131, Burbuff 187, CN 197. Okay. But, I, you know, so and in, in, in doing that, you could see, okay, well, Guthrie running saves Columbus North about 60. Yep. You know, Charlie running saves Carmel about 30. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I just want to see what, what, that, what that looked like. There's also a mock state meet based on 5,000 simulations of the IHSA tournament based on who's still in the tournament now, the 80 teams still in. And that – gave us the following scores. Carmel, 64. Zionsville, 137. Noblesville, 144. Columbus North, 154. Center Grove, 173. Fishers, 240. Franklin Central, 246. Burbuff 257. Valpo, 272. And Northridge, 347. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you take
1: away by those kind of two, two or two and a half meets? Yeah, meets? I think... Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of what we've seen throughout the year is that, you know, there are uh, five teams that are sort of pulled away and, and are highly likely to be on the podium. Um, obviously, anything can happen, but it, it is the five that we've talked about all year, and we have mentioned a few of those teams that could possibly creep up into that top five. Uh, programs like, you know, Burbuff, like Fisher's, um, you know, teams that are, are right there on the cusp and are typically strong performers late in the year, especially at the state meet. Um, but, you know, it's really been, you know, Carmel, you know, on the top of my tier and then back to Zionsville, Center Grove, Noblesville, Columbus North and some different order. They've sort of looked better than others at at different points throughout the season, but it's really been those four essentially that next tier um, and then a, then a third kind of tier back off, off the podium. I think we're going to
0: have the same team here. If you had to pick one of the teams outside of the, the what's been the top five all season, more or less, if yeah. you had to pick one team from outside of that group of five uh, to finish on the podium, which one would it be?
1: I would pick Fishers. Oh, okay. We don't have the same one. I would pick oh. Buff. Okay. Well, see, I, I pick Fishers. I think that the, um, the longer term, the 5,000 simulations, uh, likes Fishers. I think they typically find a way to get there. I mean, you know, Burbuff too, right? And they're defending state champions. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, that they're probably the the team. And then um, I'm just going to double check uh, as as you give yours kind of something I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, so my, mine would be Burbuff. Yeah. Uh, they got back an athlete that missed quite a few meets. He ran pretty well in the regional and they have a freshman in their top five. And yeah. we've talked about, typically, freshmen, boys or girls, just don't hold up as well throughout the season. And it, it seems counterintuitive that once they gain more experience, she's gonna be better, he's gonna be better, he's gonna progress better than, than the senior that runs a lot more, that's yeah. maybe already a lot closer to his peak. Right. Um, but that just doesn't tend to be the case However, Burbuff has had a history now um, going back four years of having freshmen run really well at the state meet. And so yeah. I think I think if there's one team that's going to do that, Burbuff's got potentially two in the top 10, maybe three in the top 25. And then um, there are other kind of role players, I think could sweep up enough to maybe get them under, under 200 points. Which, if one of those other top five teams trips up, I, I think Burbuff could finish in the top five, which would be like four or five years in a row in the top five for
1: Buruff. Yeah, I, and and again, I opened with saying Fisher's or Burbuff, I think, are two teams that could. I I just kind of like Fisher's. I think they could put seven ahead of Buruff's five, and and you know that Burbuff's five could get kind of buried down there unless he has the kind of day that you've described. Right, it's certainly possible that right. he really shows up on on state meet day. Um, which would help propel them that forward, but you know, I, I think uh, just going with the gut on that one, we'll, we'll have to see.
0: Okay, let's get into the semi-states. We've got a good format. We got a good thing going. Let's keep let's keep going. So let do it. Keep going. New Prairie semi-state locks Valpo.
1: No questions there.
0: Likely. Chesterton, 98.3% chance. These percentages are based on the simulations on inccstats.com, which does a great job of dissecting the information, cutting it up, spitting it back out, and then we kind of collect it and put a podcast out and put a post on the message board. So Chesterton, 98.3% chance to make the state meet. Lake Central, 95.6%. LaPorte, 94.6% chance. We consider those to be locks and likely. Uh, that's four. Contenders, Warsaw, 80.6%. Portage, 69.4%. Nice. West Lafayette, 36.9%. Crown 167 So that is four teams for two spots. And then I put in the Lloyd Christmas division. Lloyd Christmas is the character in Dumb and Dumber. And someone says he doesn't have a very good chance, one in a million. Uh, Harrison, six point three percent. McCutcheon one point two percent.
1: Shout out McCutcheon's coaches at Carmel grad. Shout out okay. i I, I obviously I think Val, Valpo is the classic field, right? I mean that that's we've talked about that all year. they're they're well ahead. There's no problem there. I like all the likelies. Uh, I think they're very likelies. I mean, we're talking, you know just under ninety five percent for Laporte. Uh, Their chance to make it out, yeah. And Laporte
0: has been running a lot better
1: recently.
0: Laporte had a runner that I think was in the top thirty at the state meet last year, who's back this year and hasn't been running as well recently, but has really started to improve over the last couple weeks. And Laporte, um, when we get into the mock meet based on the
1: regional, Laporte is quite a bit ahead of Chesterton and Lake Central, but they're all they're all going to be through. Yeah, they're going to be fine. I. I just have, and and you may uh, disagree with me here. Um, I just have this gut feeling. I kind of, I kind of think West Lafayette can sneak in there. I wouldn't, I for that sixth spot. I oh, think. Oh, shout out to West Lafayette. Their coach is also a Carmel grad. Oh, there we go. It, all, all the more reason. I just, I just feel like you know they're they're not that far off. They got uh, a front runner. They got a front runner. Um, you'll get to the mock meets here in a second but but both the regional only performance and the season long suggests again they're they're not far it, i think i just got this feeling that they could squeak in there
0: 20 points back in about 20 points back in both of those meets which you know if you throw out front runners for some of these teams that aren't going to vary much one way or the other yeah uh, that's you know that's five points per role player essentially and at the semi state meets, you know, Just that's a couple seconds. That's, yeah, each of them runs two or three seconds faster. This is uh, one of the great traditions in Indiana, West Lafayette. They, you know, uh, Steve Luerk retires, David Joes takes over. They don't really miss a beat. Um, I, I could I could see them making it out. The numbers suggest that they won't, but they could be close. And the numbers are as follows mock meet based only upon the regional. Valpo 82, Laporte 110, Chesterton 138, Lake Central 149, Warsaw 160, Portage 196. So remember 196. Yep. West Lafayette 215, Harrison 264, Crown Point 279.
1: Yeah. So uh, Valpo what's... didn't
0: run two of their projected, two or three of their projected scores in the regional. So the Valpo score will be a little lower. It doesn't really matter. They're still moving on. Yeah. They're going to move on and they're going to win. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, the gap between six and seven is, is not far. It's not far at all. So it it is quite possible. We'll it's about, yeah. It's
0: about 10% of their points. Yeah. Mock meet based on 5,000 simulations of the tournament with who is still alive. So the teams that will be in this, race on Saturday at New Prairie. Valpo 60, Chesterton 137, Lake Central 142, Laporte 153, Warsaw 175, Portage 192. 25 points back, West Lafayette 217, Crown Point 246, Harrison 267, Ileana Christian 310, McCutcheon 319. So they're all kind of in that mix. Yeah. Uh, they've all got at least a 1% you know, one percent or more chance to make it, but it, it seems as if the last spot will probably come down to Portage and West Lafayette.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Lake Central's got four really high up. Their fifth has been a little bit farther back recently. The Port has been running really, really well. Recently, Chesterton's, Chesterton to me is a lock, um, even though I, I listed them as likely. Uh, I think I just listed them as likely because they were behind Laporte and the regional only results, and right. Laporte beat him at the regional. Yeah. Um, Valpo could go one-two here. They have a thirty-eight point five percent chance. I calculated that by I just took the the number one kid's chances to win. Yeah. Actually, this that's a little underestimated. Multiplied by the number two kid's chances to finish second, although they could flip, so maybe it should be a little bit higher than that. I actually think it's possible that at three of these semi-states that a school goes one-two.
1: That's what I was going to ask you, man. One-two overall, not just point-wise. You're saying one, correct,
0: one-two one, two overall. Okay, I, think I was going to say at this one and another one. I think it's around like a fifty percent chance, and yep. then at Brown County, I think it's like less than fifty percent. But I I do think Columbus North boys could go one-two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you took you took my my thunder right there. I was going to say this this may not be the only semi state we could see a one two finish from the same team, overall. So and that um, that does even include the possibility of we didn't talk about this last night about the girls as well, right? We didn't we didn't dive into a possible one two finish overall. Um, yeah, so I mean, state,
0: so. We, Brown County, it's definitely going to happen for the girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shelbyville, I I suppose there's an outside chance, but unlikely for Chatard. Um, New Prairie, no. And New Haven, no. Probably not, yeah. Delta doesn't have a second girl, right? Right. So, no. There you go. We didn't talk about it last night, but we talked about it today. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to the other northern Indiana semi-state. This is the New Haven semi-state, formerly at Huntington, now at Marriott. Indiana Wesleyan University, Locks, Fishers, Northridge, Hamilton, Southeastern, Likely, Penn, ninety-six point nine percent, Goshen, ninety-five percent, and then contenders. I, I think this one's pretty cut and dry. Uh, we can find some things to talk about, um, but some of the other one, the other, the other two semi-states, I think have have more, more there. Contenders, Concordia, 75.2%, Adams, that's South Bend Adams, 13%. And then I put Lloyd Christmas, Elkhart, 6.2%, Wapahani, 3.7%, Carroll, 4.6%. And then even, even farther away than that, I put Stranger Things, Oak Hill, 0. 03 Pendleton, 0. 04 West Noble, 0. 02 Wabash, 0.
1: 03 I think those top six are going to be the six. I think those top six are too right. I, those, those my notes I wrote down. I said that this um, is a seems to be a pretty predictable uh, semi state right that we think about those top six teams and the big gap back and um, you know that's that's fairly evident in the mock meets as well. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty tough right not not impossible obviously but pretty tough for another one of those schools to sneak in there. Um, they just seem to be the the best six rolling this year i'll i'll be
0: shocked if it's not those six fishers yeah. northridge hsc penn goshen concordia adams could get in elkart could get in wapahani could get in carol could get in all those things are, are theoretically possible um concordia did not run well last year at the semi-state and didn't make it out what what are the odds that lightning's going to strike the same place twice there None, not very good eye. i i think yeah. they're i think they're gonna get through um mock meat based only on the regional northridge ran very very well in the regional northridge 72 fishers 93 pan 122 goshen 156 concordia 160 and adams 208 those are the top six however hsc didn't run their best kids yeah So after Adams at 208, Wapahani, 227, HSC, 234. Again, they're going to run totally different boys this weekend. Elkhart, 249, Carroll, 262, Wabash, 279, West Noble, 283. So if someone in that top five, top six is to trip up, Wapahani was about 20 points behind Adams based on regional performances. Elkhart's another 20 or so back.
1: Yeah. But again, that HSC didn't run everybody. So they're, Right, so
0: that's kind of a moot point that that Goshen and Concordia are kind of right there. Yeah. 5,000 simulations Mock me. Fisher's 65, Northridge 112, Southeastern 126, Penn 156, Goshen 179, Concordia 211, and then a big gap. Adams 268, Elkhart 279, Leo 285. That's simulations, including a runner that hasn't run for several weeks. Wapahani two ninety one, Carroll two ninety six, Oak Hill three
1: nineteen. So again, we we agree, big gap from six to seven. We we think we know who those six teams are. Um, let me ask you this: uh, How Northridge is going to get back a projected scorer who did not race? Oh, presumably, who didn't race at the regional, right? This person has raced uh, throughout the you know, earlier in the tournament and raced late in the season. And in this scenario, in a different meet at the semi state. Can, can Northridge push Fishers? Can they, can they pull it off? Can it be close? You know, again, different than the state meet. Can, can they do it this Saturday?
0: I, I think they could. I think Fishers is going to, it's not a very hot take here. I got one later. Uh, I think that Fishers is going to beat Northridge this weekend. I think they'll beat Northridge at the state meet, but yeah, I wouldn't, at that point. I wouldn't be surprised if North Northridge is running pretty well. Yeah. Um, They've got Northridge has got a freshman that is defying expectations. Um, there's I think there's three Miller brothers on the team. They're two twin freshmen, and then Jackson Miller who's their has been their front runner. Um, so I, I think Northridge could. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean it's 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 chalk here. i think I think those are going to be the six teams. This is the semi state where I think it it has the least least amount of variance. Even more so than, than Shelbyville. Uh, Wapahani's never made it. If they make it, they owe Derek Leininger a T-shirt. I'll cover shipping costs. Um, everyone else has made it that we've talked about here, but Wabash hasn't made it for, a, for many moons. And Oak Hill hasn't made it for a while. Again, they're, Oak Hill is in that uh, strange, like, more more... More christmasy than a Christmas. I mean, they've got like a point three percent chance. Do you know who the number one runner was for Oak Hill the last time they ran qualified for the state meet? Um, tell me who was that. It was a guy named N- Nino Bellinati, but two times ago it was the Big doke Oh, Pop. Brent Grogan. Oh, whose son now runs for
1: Carmel? It all comes yeah. back to Carmel if
0: you listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah. That's uh, how about that? I did not know that. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I think I did know that because we went to an indoor meet and uh, Oak Hill ran very well that day. Yep, on their four by eight or was it the DMR? DMR the DMR? And uh, and I know Eric Jackson's son runs for for Oak Hill and that's big. So I, I, I did know that, but it, I'd forgotten it since. So Papa Grove, though, shout out. Uh,
0: next year it looks like the, the, northeastern regional remember we're going to have like very likely going to have five regionals next year five state meet qualifiers um with five teams advancing and it looks like from what i'm hearing that this new haven fort wayne marion regional is going to get a lot easier to navigate yeah a lot easier to navigate so i think the fort Wayne schools are going to like that summit city Well, let's take a break and then we'll get to the other two semi-states. Registration is now open for the 2022 Appleseeds Track Camp in Fort Wayne. Kids ages 5 to 13 are invited to this four-day introduction into the world of track and field. Campers will experience sprinting, distance running, jumps, hurdles, and throws. Head over to runsignup.com to register your kids today. And we're back. All right, we did the first two semi-states. Let's move here into Shelbyville. Uh, This is the central Indiana semi-state for now. Locks, Carmel, shout out. Zionsville, Noblesville, Center Grove. Likely, for Buff, 95.7%. Contenders, Franklin Central, 90.8%. Brownsburg, 6.4%. Lloyd Christmas division. Westfield, 3.9%, Greenfield Central, 3.1%, Mount Vernon, 0. 0.2, Chittard, 0. 0.3. This is the one that seemed the most cut and dry, straightforward all year. Yeah. And I don't know that we've seen a whole lot recently to change that.
1: I would agree with you. I think, I, I think the teams that you named. Are are the most likely to get out right, um, and you know the the first six that is Carmel, Zionsville, Noblesville, Center Grove, uh, teams that we talked about as as podium uh, contenders or or highly likely podium finishers. Burbuff and then Franklin Central, right, is that sixth team. I think Brownsburg is maybe one more year away. They are going to lose a, a senior uh, score, but I th- I think Brownsburg maybe in, in another year um can yeah can Although remember think, things are going to shift around that's a good point yeah I guess I was thinking under the from what it, I've it, seen it, they've the got tournament. a really
0: good chance to make it next year based on their tournament path
1: yeah so I, either way and like you said high, higher likelihood with the change coming up but I I think that uh you know if we were one more year under this system I think they still would have a, a really good chance but they're probably just one more year out Mock meet based on the
0: regional only. And again, some of these teams, you know, may have employed different strategies or not run certain guys, whatever, um, including Center Grove didn't run certain guys. We we feel pretty confident they're going to make it out. Yes. And so they're not included in this. Carmel, 63. Zionsville, 92. Noblesville, 108. Brebuff, 143. Franklin Central, 200. Brownsburg 206 that would be the top six but again remember center Grove who's outperformed a lot of those teams this season didn't run their guys in the regional they're going to throw them back in for the semi-state so 206 would be the cutoff there or 200 depending on if you're just going to give center Grove a pass Westfield
1: 222 Chittard 222 yeah both both teams had great performances at the at the regional particularly Chittard but I I think that the it's just going to be tough. What do you got? But they're saying there's a chance, Lloyd Christmas? Here's my hot take. Yeah, here we go.
0: Westfield boys, I do not believe, have made the state meet since 2015. Okay. And it has been a series of unfortunate events for Westfield. Just kind of things that just randomly happen, bad luck. I think last year they were right in it, and one of their guys, as happens oftentimes in a cross country race, especially important ones, one yeah. of their guys kind of like fell and lost 50, 60, 70 spots down right. the home stretch, and they didn't make it last year. There have been years where they had a pretty good team, a, pot- a potential state meet team that didn't get out of the regional, and it's just gone like yeah. that for the last several years, just what I would say, bad luck. And you think they might see a little bit of time. It's, it's time. Let's regress to the mean. It's time for some good luck. Here's my hot take. And I'm going to, I'm going to couch it just a little bit. Okay. The Westfield boys are either going to get out on Saturday, or they're going to be really close to making it out.
1: Okay, so but you're you're saying it's not they're not going to be way off. They're either uh-huh. going to be be in the six. The or Westfield be, boys
0: are going to make seven. it out,
1: or they're going to be really close.
0: You you either love them, you hate them, or, or you think they're okay. Out. Okay, uh, that's that's my hot take. My hot take is Westfield boys make it out. Time time for some good time for some good luck. Time for some. Uh, good- a couple of their their front runners have been running better and better. One of them finished right behind Carmel's uh, typical number five guy yeah. at the regional, like a tenth of a second. It's like, oh, the the fifth guy. Well, that guy's gonna finish like thirtieth, twenty fifth, thirtieth of the state meet, probably. Um, they've got you know two boys that broke sixteen minutes at the sectional in a, in a not not super competitive meet on a nice day. And uh, they've got a guy named Colin Lacomick. Well, there you the go. Aptly named Colin Lacomic, yeah. who was like their sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth guy all year that has really started running well recently. Yeah. Just roll, I- roll, roll the dice and see what's up. It's a, at well, some point, that, that, that luck, that string of unfortunate events has got to turn around. Right. I'm calling my shot. Westfield's going to make it out or get darn close
1: five, five seniors uh, in their projected, you know, top uh, seven. So that would be a fantastic, uh, you know, day for them and and way to continue on there. And, their and other, other than
0: this, if, I mean, I don't know if they're listening to it right now, I don't think they're going to be like, Oh, now the pressure's on us. Cause that one guy with a podcast said something. Yeah. Uh, no pressure as opposed to in previous years when, you're harboring realistic chances to make it out and there's, you know, there's some self-imposed pressure on that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Just run, just run fellas. The uh, foot race with the math problem you say.
0: Yes. I'm going to use that over the next two weeks. I can tell you that much. Uh, mock meet based on 5,000 simulations. Carmel shot out 42. Zionsville 92. Noblesville 97. Center Grove 119. Brebuff 167. Franklin Central 172. And then a, a pretty sizable gap, which is probably why Franklin Central has a 90% chance and Brownsburg has a 6% chance. So FC 172, Brownsburg 255, Westfield 265, Greenfield 270, Mount Vernon 301, Chittard 305. It's, this seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, I would and agree. Those six teams are the teams that at least recently have tended to make it a lot. Center Grove had never made it until uh, three years ago, and this will probably be four years in a row. Uh, Burbuff had – I don't know if they'd ever made it until about five years ago. They seem to make it every year since then and finish on the podium. Franklin Central makes it a lot. Zionsville makes it every year. Noblesville seems to make it about every year recently. Um, And Carmel hasn't missed since
1: back when Indiana was winning national championships in men's men's basketball. Oh, man, two nights in a row. Just – just loving it here. The other hard part for exactly. some of these teams is just geography, right? I mean, you know, well, we could talk about this more if you want, but if the, several of these teams were in a different uh, semi-state, they would be uh, in a great position to advance. I mean, they're in there with, uh, you know, four teams that I would consider uh, on on my podium, right, if that state meet were to be this Saturday and not next, I, I think that's a pretty fair statement. Yeah. And another team that's a, a who could very well be on there, you think might surprise some people the following week. Um, so, you know, you're just kind of stuck with that's where you go. Right. This is what you got. It's the you know, these are issues that we think will be addressed uh, next year with the realignment and the move to a three week tournament. Um, but you know, you you can't fight geography. There's nothing we can do.
0: Yeah, and you know, as top heavy as it is in this semi-state in Brownsburg's, I don't know, like the twelfth best team or whatever in the state, or fourteenth, and, and they're probably not going to make it out. And Westfield's probably fifteenth or so. Greenfield's way up there. Um, it's it's even maybe a little worse on the girls' side. We right. only need to go back about twelve or so years. To, now these teams weren't as strong back then, but if you go back to 2009, this semi-state also had Fishers, Hamilton, Southeastern, and Columbus North. And so, just a quick search of INCC stats.
1: And let me say that semi-state you. And that's back when only five, five teams would make it out. Yes, they yeah. took five. back. Well, then. I think I think by
0: 2009 they had six. Okay, um, but that would be in the semi-state if it were all of those teams that would be the top eight teams in the state where all would all be in that one Amazing. franklin central carmel semi-state that central indiana semi-state and only five would make it out yeah and that's what you know certain schools pendleton has made it recently with the switch to new haven but Pendleton had really, really good teams. When I was in high school, they had, you know, two of the five best guys in the state were on that team. Yeah. They never made it. Uh, one of my college teammates uh, went to Batesville. Batesville had some really good teams and there was just, there's no way they were, they were making it out. And, yeah. and I think that this new five qualifiers rather than four, five teams making it and uh, maybe a little more east-west orientation rather than north-south Um I, th- I think it's it's gonna it's gonna make it more possible for schools that are in that teens to early twenties, but in the Central Indiana area, to more possible that they'll make it out consistently. That teams yep. that may not usually do so, like Brownsburg. Brownsburg is often in the top twenty; they would make it out of any other semi-state, but they're not they're the seventh, eighth, ninth best team.
1: Always a bridesmaid, never a bride.
0: Right. Well, I mean, theoretically, you're only going to be a bride once, but you can be a
1: bridesmaid many times. Welcome to America. Vegas. Uh, you want to move on to the Southern semi state here? Yeah, let's do that. Okay.
0: Brown County semi state, the South, Locks, Columbus North, Bloomington North, Bloomington South, likely with a double asterisk. Floyd, ninety nine point nine percent chance. This is oh, like yeah. the reverse Lloyd Christmas division. What was his friend's name? Harry something. That sounds about right. I can't remember his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd has the ninety nine point nine percent chance, but that's including their front runner who hasn't raced for many weeks and uh, has reportedly said he's out for the season. Yes, and that that seems that would seem a weird thing to say if you weren't. Um, there would be no. Uh, There'd be no benefit to that. So uh, they're still very likely to make it out. I just don't, I don't have an accurate percentage on that because um, he's still included in their profile in the the simulations on INCC stats. So that's, that's four. Then it gets kind of dicey contenders, Jasper 71.1 new Albany, 42.7 Austin, 29.9 Edgewood, 18.9. Northview, 16.0. Wrights, 12.0. That's a lot. Two, two spots there, and that's six or seven teams. Lloyd oh, yeah. Christmas Division, South Knox, 3.9. Castle, 3.3. Tell City, 1.8. Gibson Southern, 0.5. How do you handicap that? Take that yeah. for data.
1: That's, uh, <clears throat> like you said, that's uh, pretty close throughout. I, I think Floyd... Uh, again, without their top runner, uh, they're still going to make it on. They're they're going to be fine. Uh, I think that plays out yeah. in the uh, the mock me based off the regional performance and which he did in race. You'll get to that here in a second. So we we see that. I feel good about that. Um, you know, New Albany, uh, another team that's uh, right there. Um, you know, with, with uh, just under over a forty two percent chance at making it. And I'm really looking at uh, one team in particular here that I I think ah, just kind of like with West Lafayette, where I was like, you know what, I think these guys can make it. I'm kind of like an Austin. I'm like an Austin with four seniors, Colin. Uh, You know, very similar to what you said about the Westfield boy, you know, maybe, maybe it's just their time to get back there. Uh, Not they haven't had the streak of bad luck. I'm not saying that. But you know, this is a, a senior heavy group. Um that probably wants one more one more week at it. So uh I, I kind of like Austin a little bit. So
0: Austin had this is my semi-state for the Indiana runner rankings and the write-ups and all that. Austin's got a guy on their team named Carlos Mata. Man. and he has come back recently. By the way, Mata means kill in Spanish. So this is this is Charlie Kill, you know. Um, and he has come back after an absence. Um, I think maybe got a really late start to the season if I'm remembering it correctly. Uh, and he's given them a real chance. Yeah. A, a real chance. And Brandon Rice um, is a front runner for them. It's going to finish really high up. So they're going to get off to a good start. Uh, you know, we, we said Floyd, we said Floyd is likely, but if you were going to write a nightmare scenario out for a team, like a kind of a state, not a contender, not a state title contender, but a state meet team. Yeah, And the nightmare scenario would start with our all-state individual contender being out, ruled out for the season. And things just kind of unraveled from there. Um, I'm certainly not wishing that on them, but I I could see that happening. Jasper's there. Jasper's pretty solid. Jasper's got a front runner, um, Jaron Wynel. New Albany, it just feels like their top three are so good that the math just doesn't seem likely for someone to knock them out. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're going to score 10 points through two guys, fewer than 10 points through two guys. I mean, they got the same guy twice, right? They're twins. Right. And um, their their third guy will probably finish in the top 20. So can you, can you get, can you really get three guys in the top 20 and not make it out? I mean, their fifth going to be pretty far back, but there's not that many teams. Yeah. And some of the team, you know, some of the teams that made it out of some of these regionals just don't have that many competitive runners at the semi-state level. Um, what do we go? Do we go through the mock meet based on the regional? I don't think we did. We did not. Do you want to okay. share that? Columbus North 75. Remember that's without Guthrie. So that they'll probably be more like 40, uh, yeah. Bloomington North 142, Bloomington South 156, Floyd 166, Jasper 182, New Albany 209. Those are the six favorites um, by many metrics. Wrights 219, so 10 back from New Albany. Austin 240, South Knox 243, Edgewood 253, Northview 260. So from New Albany and six to all the way down at Northview, that's 51 points. Yeah, that's a lot, but it's not, you know, it's about 20% of their, their total score. Uh, the mock based on 5,000 simulations, Columbus North 53, Bloomington North 125, Bloomington South, 131, Floyd 145. Again, that, I think that includes Conway uh, Jasper 223, new Albany 243. So in the, in the whole, the whole season here, It's a lot closer with Jasper, New Albany, and then Austin two fifty three, Edgewood two sixty seven, Northview two sixty nine, Wrights two seventy four, South Knox three oh three, Castle three oh three, Tell City three eighteen, Gibson Southern three thirty four. Ten points back on the uh, season long predictions here. So projections and Jasper to Wrights is only fifty one points, and that's fifth to tenth man so it I, I think something I, I just think something weird's gonna happen here. So on one hand I'm saying like man the match just doesn't work for New Albany not to get out but they're the six teams so if any of these any of those top six are gonna be out it would probably be them right based on what we've seen here I just I don't I don't know what it's gonna be obviously we there's no way to know that. I just think something weird is going to happen here, and and some team that we don't expect is going to make it out, which will be newsworthy, you know, for a day, and then we'll we'll get ready for the state meet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, this it could very well be. We'll and see.
0: You, so you think so? Your your underdog team to make it out this weekend is Austin. Yes. Yeah. And other than that, we kind of oh Austin and West Lafayette. Yes, those two. Yeah. Right. And mine is Westfield.
1: Westfield, go rocks. Mine, mine's a much longer shot than yours. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go out on the biggest limb, but I think at one point you also said I think Fishers will win the semi-state. And I was like, Oh, all right, that's you didn't even climb the tree for that one, Colin. You're not off on the limb. You're just standing at the base of it, saying, yeah,
0: I You <laughs> just putting my hands on the tree and stretching out my calves. Yeah, yeah.
1: The, the old, the old. Let's go, let's go for a run during last block move in twenty minutes, and I'm gonna stretch my calves on the tree. That's what.
0: No, my main thing is uh, tying my shoes. I gotta, I gotta my <laughs> shoes. Eighty-five degrees. That we've been running for twenty-five minutes. I need to okay. stop for a minute. What's hey, my excuse? The, tie my the, shoes.
1: The, yeah, the warmer it happens, man. You know the uh, shoelaces like to separate from one another. It's hot out there.
0: Give me some space. Uh, we got a miscellaneous minute. Uh, let's see if, what, what do you got here? Uh, let's do, uh, NBA, NBA finals, this team over this team. What do you got?
1: Oh man. I don't know if I know enough of it. Uh, well, um, people say Philly's going to be pretty good this year. They got killed last night. It's 82 game season plus another 87 playoff games or whatever. It's like baseball, uh, Philly and, uh, you know, probably like Golden State again or something like that. So, all right. So, who wins? I'll take the Splash Brothers. I'm not all right. Not so Golden State
0: though. over Philly.
1: Yeah. Well, that actually sounds pretty
0: good. I'm going to take Milwaukee,
1: Milwaukee over Denver. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, comp- I mean, you know, I mean, just terms of not two, two, two smaller markets right there. We're, yeah, we're, but it's, as
0: time as time goes on, it's just more about the individuals and less about the markets. Yeah, I mean, it's like how how long do we need to keep going to be like, oh, well, the Knicks are going to turn it around, right? Uh-huh. Everybody's going to want to go play for the Knicks. Like, man, the last time the Knicks were good, Indiana was winning national championships. Oh, you
1: know what I'm saying? Man, no, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I know what you're saying, Colin. Yeah. That was a while ago, you're saying. Yeah, somebody not recently somebody in huh? Northern
0: Indiana just shouted out bingo to
1: be checked out. their card and
0: like, oh, the third reference of IU not winning the national championship men's
1: basketball for a long time. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's what uh, someone on the message board should come up with a bingo card for these podcasts and we'll play along one day. That'll, that'll probably be me.
0: Yeah. Put one out there. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been a good season so far. Still got a couple more weekends.
1: Yeah. Anything else you're looking forward to as the semi-state comes up? Well, no, I was looking forward to see some some more great competition. And, uh, you know, this past couple of weeks, different teams have employed different strategies about uh, who's racing, who's not racing, um, how hard we're going to race, all of that. But, you know, this feels like uh, a weekend, uh, the first in quite a while that we're going to see – Everybody, I mean, you know, like it's, I, I don't know there. Yes, there are a couple of teams who could, if needed, uh, sit someone, but I, I don't anticipate that really happening. Certainly not on a large scale, uh, particularly like we talked about on the, on the mock state meeting on the boys side. So I think we're going to be able to have a, a fairly clear picture going into the state meet, you know, one one week out. What what are we looking like and, and who are those podium teams and, and uh, who are those surprises that come out of these semi-states? Um, So I I think it's going to be a a really great uh, Saturday. The weather looks pretty good. Um, A little bit bit warmer. Yeah, a little warmer, particularly by the afternoon. But uh, our semi-state starts uh, in the morning. Um, You know, I think most are relatively the same. I think New Prairie uh, runs theirs like, uh, you know, Sunday morning or something. They're on a different time zone. It's a different thing up there
0: in the region. No, they run theirs in the morning. It just takes them that long to get the results out to everybody.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. They're waiting for the paper, putting them in the paper. (laughs) New
0: Haven is the one that, I I don't know that they're still doing this, but they insisted on running them in the afternoon. And their stated reason was always that, well, it's the same times as the state meet. And then they moved the state meet to be like two and a half or three hours apart in the races. And they didn't still do that. So the real reason was that the Plex the course at IPFW that they ran it on hosted the soccer semi-states on the same day
1: and they just couldn't make it. Couldn't do it all. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, can't wait. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. Go Hounds. Go Hounds.